This so. ant is now on my comic book. Yeah. So, so what what survival horror game do you think this ant is playing currently? <laughs> um, probably Amnesia. Oh no! Amnesia. <laughs> He's just like running and hiding, running and hiding. Like there's nothing else happening. Maybe some like puzzles. <laughs> like he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. That's how I felt when I played Amnesia. By the way, <laughs> that's how I felt when I played it. I think that's how a lot of people felt. Besides the fact that I could pick up and throw chairs, I just recall the only thing I recall from that game was being completely and utterly confused on where to go. Like I remember streaming that game specifically and having to have people type to me what to do next because I couldn't figure it out. Welcome to the 11th episode of Flavor of the Geek Cast, and I am here hanging out with the usual co-hosts, my good friends, Katie, the master of unlocking Goodman. Hello. Was I have this, Zakaria. Hey, hey. And we have a, a very special guest with us today, the amazing Caitlin, I hope this is not Chris's blood cook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the amazing It wasn't Joe Sandwich, but it was close. Uh, and of course, as always, I'm Ben. Leon Kennedy still has really stupid hair, Janka. No, he doesn't. Oh, but yeah, does he ever? Leon Kennedy's hair is beautiful. Uh, is it though? It is like the opposite. Like You have like two spectrums of hair. On one end is the ugly Donald Trump end. On the okay. other end is Leon Kennedy. And yeah, but- he has a beautiful end. So Leon Kennedy has had the same hair since 1998. Exactly. All through everything. That's super hard to upkeep. <laughs> as you is age. it though? I mean, theoretically, I like how just... old? How old is Leon now? I 32. Mm-hmm. No, probably like in his 50s. Yeah. I hope he's not 50. You see him in Resident Evil 6, right? Wait, he's, is he in Resident Evil 6? Yeah, he's one of the characters you play as. Wait a minute. You it just slipped your mind, right? No, I like, wasn't you know aware it. of that at all. Oh, no, Wait, you what? play as him and uh, a new character, Helena Harper, as for one of the parts of the campaign. Oh. It's supposed to be like the throwback uh, chapter in it. So it's kind of like the older Resident Evil games. That's amazing. Okay, now I'm even more excited about this game. There you go. Uh, oh, no, not Resident Evil 7, 6. Like the the older one. Oh, oh, no, okay. I know you played Res... Okay, yeah, never mind. I was going to say, it's like, hey, I've seen you stream this before. <laughs> yes. No. I thought it was just some random dude that you played as for a third of the game, you know? Just random dude know. with beautiful hair. With beautiful hair. With dumb hair. Leon's lost we're, brother. We're not going to argue about Leon's hair because we should, we should... Kate, you should tell people who you are and what you do and how excited you are to be here. Yes. To- Mm-hmm. With us. Hi. Well, my name is Kate. I write for Destructoid, and I am on this podcast. That's what, what I do. What? <laughs> <laughs> in the house. In the house. Keep it. Keep it. In the house. Word. Listeners, you can't see. We're all song. dancing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play it every podcast I attend. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. In the house. What's the chorus? Is there like a cool rhyming chorus to that song? 
<laughs> what's up? People. No. <laughs> the course is just what's up. <laughs> Literally, what's what's up, people? <laughs> I like it. That was beautiful. It's High like pitch. a like a, mm-hmm. a call to action kind of thing yeah. where you kind of like put your hands in the air, but you're just asking everyone what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine you like holding your thumb up as that happens. As you sing that. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. And a crowd of people holding their cell phone flashlights at you and doing the same thing in return. Oh, youths. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're 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 gonna talk a very special, very special uh October leading to Halloween themed thing. Uh, something that's that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, s- scary games, survival horror, all of the all that good stuff. People like, are gonna think I'm such a hypocrite after this episode, after talking about how I'm too afraid to watch Stranger <laughs> Things. But I'll Wait. play Resident Evil and Silent Hill. You know that is a Stranger weird thing, though. Like you, you kind of like, man, Resident Evil is a game that I enjoy, but I'm t- too afraid to look at anything that is scary at all. I was thinking the same isn't even that thing. scary. That's what I heard. I still have to watch it. And now it's just because I haven't had time to. But, but like, the shit that happens. I'm sorry. The stuff that happens. In <laughs> 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 the beep so that happens in Resident Evil 4. And most Resident Evils are uh, pretty, pretty darn scary, I would it's say. It's true. It's very true. They are. And Silent Hill, I think, is even worse. Yeah. Oh, it's got the like Silent Hill's got the like mental. Well, I mean, also you know there's scary stuff happening, but like I feel like it's a lot more mental. Resident Evil is like there's stuff happening. Like run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I I think Resident Evil is probably one of my the first one at least is one of my favorite games because of the way that it was designed with that in mind. Because with it, I think a lot of the fear that it causes and the player is drawn from the way that the game is played not necessarily like the plot or the action or anything like that but how it's played because resources are extremely scarce you die absurdly easily and you're constantly put in these situations where you can die and literally every single room i agree what is everybody's favorite resident evil like i feel like we all have the same favorite but i'm curious like how contentious this topic will be GameCube remake of one, I think. If you're going to say one, you got to say the remake because the remake is, it's much, much better than those crimson heads. Kate knows my relationship to them so well. I still watch that video of you like shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Like I show it to my friends all the time. (laughs) Oh Lord. We need to beat that game together because that was amazing. I know. Can you believe I actually haven't played it before we played it together? What? I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I tried. I mean, you know, I tried many times, but back before the remake, it was like an impossible task with the tank controls and the fact that Mm. I don't know if I was just dumb or if it wasn't clear, but I was like, wow, I have no bullets. How am I going to do anything? And I just gave up. (laughs) I didn't know you were supposed to like run away from them. Yeah. You got to master the, the art of the zombie dodge to make it through the earlier Resident Evil games. Definitely. I played with that crimson with that crimson head situation though. Yeah, I was saying I played maybe fifteen minutes of like the first one on 
whenever it first came out, like 20 whatever years ago. Um, played 15 minutes. I was like, well, this is not for me. I'll, I'll go back to Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Somewhere around Crash the time Crumbs crashed through the window. You're like, no. Nah. Yeah, those dogs. I have a fear of dogs, or I used to have like a huge fear of dogs. So that just that's the part I played. And then Zombie Dog in a scary game. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Shut it. Shut it all the way down, please. Do you guys remember there was um it was like when I first got a computer in my house, like when computers were first becoming a thing. Yeah. And there was a game called Alone in the Dark. Yeah. And there was this pig that jumps into a window uh, in a bedroom. And I had nightmares, literal nightmares about this pig <laughs> for the longest time, jumping in my bedroom. It was the most random fear ever. You'd like not stick anywhere near the window? No, all, I would like, shut my drapes and like tape them closed at oh, night. Like, my God. <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with it. That Wait. game scared me so. And that was probably the first survival horror game I ever played. Like the pig couldn't get through the tape? Or something. <laughs> I, you may I not was know a it. child. I built stuffed animal walls around my bed. <laughs> Real? Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, awful. Spoiled. That's awful. I'm sorry that you had to deal with the the, the pig scare. It's okay. Alone so, in the dark. Just like for some reason, I will never play that game ever again because of those memories that I have of that game. The the remake was interesting. I saw the remake. They, doesn't the main character kind of look like Leon Kennedy? He looked like Leon Kennedy if he had, like, taken up drinking for, like, three years and quit being a police officer. Okay. So but, He has, like, a little bit of, like, five o'clock shadow happening. Yeah, so. he does. He, so. he looks like, he looks like the, 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 the dude from that medium show. I don't know who that oh. is. Oh, Supernatural? No, not Supernatural. Like, the, the actual show medium. Oh, I never With, saw uh, it. Patricia. I've seen it. Oh, Lord. I didn't watch it on purpose, but. I saw a lot of it. So okay, back, back to favorite Resident Evil yes. games. Oh, Phil. Yes. Yeah. What is your favorite Resident Evil? Can I guess? So you can take take one random guess. Four. Close. Five. No. Two. No. Three. I'm just gonna shout out his name. Code Veronica. Code Veronica. I love Code Veronica. I almost quit playing that game. I've only beaten it once. Uh, Twenty-six. Yes, Resident Evil (laughs) Twenty-six. His favorite ones in the future. It's it's coming up. You don't even know. Might still be alive. It's it's a weird, complicated answer because uh, a lot of people who know me have probably heard me complain and cry about how much Resident Evil Three ruined my life. Uh, because of Nemesis and all of that. So I hate that game, but at the same time, I love that game because it scared me the most out of all of them. And makes no sense it, logically. So it's probably the one that's made the biggest lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because like people be like, oh no, whatever. It's It's a game that after playing a series of Two, you know in your head to run away from zombies if you don't have ammo to fight them. And you're like, huh, I'll just move to the next room. And they can't follow me into there. I'm safe when I'm in the next room. Unless there are more zombies, then in which case I'll just run to another one. But this game, after two games of having that hard set rule, was like, no. You have this thing chasing you, it will run through doors. 
It will charge through things. It will knock stuff out of the way. It will jump through windows and will stop at nothing to make sure that it stops you because it doesn't like what your team is called. Stars. Or something. Stars. Uh, also, like he's an eight-foot-tall, gross zombie tentacle monster with a rocket launcher. Which just, like, that's unfair. That's too much. It's too much. And, the, like, the way his face is all done up, like, he's he's missing, like, all the, like, lips around his mouth. So you just see teeth all the time. And it's just. I don't think I've played this one. Really? Three? I think, actually, I haven't played, like, half of the Resident Evils. That's, that's fine. So out of the ones that you've played, then, Kate, which one's your favorite? Oh, four. Hands four. down. Okay. Yeah, it's still like it's the Leon. perfect game. Oh well, yeah. A Leon. <laughs> B <Ugh>. Leon. <laughs> C, C Leon's hair. <laughs> Although you know, five and Chris Redfield's biceps kind of start to rival it. Don't don't even. Uh, Chris no. broke in that game. I don't know what's up with him. I'm glad they kind of brought him back down in six to like a normal size. A normal human size. Because in five, I don't know what had happened. I don't know what they were thinking. I love that he punched a boulder, though. That was great. <laughs> you know, because if I want to do anything in Resident Evil, the first thing that comes to my mind is punching a boulder in the middle of a volcano. Uh, but yeah, we actually, uh, Kate, you, you played like the last part of that game with me on a, on a stream one time. I, I did. I, I feel like I played five more than any other Resident Evil, but it's like definitely... I mean, it's fun, but it's not something I would say yes. is, like, my favorite thing. It's a thing. fun co-op game. So, it's not a great Resident Evil game, yeah. but it's a good Yeah. Game. I definitely think it, it diverged from the series in a lot of ways. So, and 4 did as well, but 4, Kate, why did you like 4 so much? Oh, I just, I feel like the environment was, it was just so perfectly, like, eerie. And the like, the jump scares were really great and unexpected. I feel like the, for me especially, like I played it when it. I think it came out uh, later for the Wii, and like just the like shooting zombies with the Wiimote was the best thing ever. Like I just feel like it was intuitively playing it through that platform was really great. And I don't know. I just loved like. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. There's something about the like weird ass like town and the stuff going on and you're running around and it's like there's like snakes and barrels and shit, like or beep and <laughs> top top is top thing. I love the snakes. And the barrels. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing that every time I curse. By the way, <laughs> this is a children friendly show. But yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Was what was your favorite? I don't. Well, you don't like any of them. I don't do <laughs> scary like for me. <laughs> this is I, not your podcast. This not this is not the episode for me to be on. Like <laughs> a, a good survival horror for me is like Super Mario Brothers because that's like what tension is and just like one hit and you're dead and that's <laughs> I mean that excellent is survival horror. For me. Think of, yeah, that is good because think of the, the the Bowser music. That music always scared me. Yeah. You know what spooky. music scared the crap out of me the most was the Sonic music when, when Sonic drowning? was drowning. Oh my god! We're, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yes, nothing it was creates so a scary. sense of urgency as much as that that little like, do, 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 and it just gets faster and faster. I can hear it in my head. <laughs> Stop! No. I need to get it out. It's so scary. One of my. Uh... There's got to be a game. 
that you enjoy that is technically in the survival horror genre, not I mean, the closest <laughs> thing I can think of is maybe Bioshock, the first one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, really absolutely. Count that. Yeah. I remember that one. I was terrified playing it every single. There was at least ten or fifteen times where I just paused it. Walked away for about half an hour, regrouped myself, came back and kept playing for another five or ten minutes. For whatever reason, I never finished it. But oh, if Bioshock oh, is a no. valid option, the original Bioshock. It is. It is. Do, it totally is. Do you know the twist at the end? I do. And that's what ruined it for me. I don't like oh, having no. things spoiled because oh, no. then I just lose all interest in doing them. So Wind Waker, which is by far my favorite Legend of Zelda game. Uh, my choice. cousin came and burned through all of it in like two days and he re- I was about 75% of the way through it I was doing all the side missions and everything I loved it he don't spoil it for me he spoiled yeah, it for I me I haven't finished it either <laughs> <laughs> we, need to so, have, we need to have a come to Jesus talk after this but there's That's nothing scary yeah so let's go back to Bioshock yeah terrifying <laughs> game big daddies big daddies wrong um, that was my big daddy noise. There was nothing. That was a sound. Good job. That <laughs> happened. There was nothing worse than hearing a sound down a dark hallway, and you're like, "Okay, quick, quick what, ammo check. Nothing. Sh- <laughs> uh, where do I go?" Those are the best games. So I feel like the best survival horror games are the ones that rely on the atmosphere and your ability to like avoid bad shit. It's gonna. Bad bleep, that's going to happen to you. <laughs> I'm get a real workout when I edit this one. It's gonna be- <laughs> I'm taking notes, Phil, don't worry. So, <laughs> but no, I totally, I totally agree. I think that was one turn that the survival horror genre made for a while that affected it negatively was that it went away from that formula. Tomorrow. It went more into action-based, like Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6. Um, and it went away from having to strategically rely on your environment and have to think about things and to not just shoot a bunch of ammo at something. Mm-hmm. Um, and to and plus, also, your environment was used against you. So it wasn't just enemies that were moving around that were mobile and sentient. It was the environment itself. I think that was a shift in horror just in general and scary things in general. Because if you look back, movies from, let's say, the 80s or early 90s, it was a lot of psychological horror and just scary things but you couldn't really do anything about them except run and mentally try to figure out how to deal with it but then somehow it they just stopped making money so they pivoted over to more actiony horror type movies and just straight jump scares and i think that affected the whole genre because people aren't scared as easily anymore or they weren't for a long time Mm-hmm. So that just affected the way everything was designed from movies to games to whatever. Well, and if you think of it too, one of the things that I love about, and I hate saying this because again, I sound like a hypocrite, but I love about several horror games is that they offer a different aspect that even like horror movies can offer. And that's the ability to interact, mm-hmm. yes. which is really, really, really cool because to me, that would be one of the coolest games to try and design is something that is meant to deliberately initiate some sort of emotional response and a player in different ways based on how they play the game. And I feel like the, I know that there's been a lot of contention recently with um, like, you know, the quote, like walking simulator genre, but I feel like the, like survive, this is like the core of that. This is really where I think survival horror games shine 
is you could really just do like a walking simulator, like a, I won't say amnesia is like that, but similar to that where you're like literally just walking around and trying to like lightly get away from these things. PT. That's where the, yeah, PT is a good example of that too. It's like there's so much happening around you and the immersion is just from you absorbing the like crazy stuff that's happening around you and your ability to like move forward into it. Like a lot of people can't even pick up a controller and like move forward. It's that it's too scary for them. Yeah. And that's real. Yeah. That's how I had, when I played PT for the first time, I had three people sitting around me in broad daylight. I was eating pancakes and drinking coffee in a really ideal situation. <laughs> oh, no. And I still managed to like flip the plate of pancakes into my face, like <laughs> would not move forward, would stutter step everywhere. There's a stream of it on Twitch. It was <laughs> it was so hard to play through that game, but it was such a freakingly well. I won't call it a good game because I was terrified. Uh, so I wouldn't consider it like one of my favorite games of all time. But it was so well done. It I love no that seriously, it is. Can consider a playable teaser one of the greatest horror games of all time. <laughs> it really is. I it, wrote, it's okay. that good though. I, yeah. I wrote a list before because I was like, oh, survival horror. I'm going to write down like my top five games. PT is like near the top like i haven't decided if it's like <laughs> number two or like number three but it's it is seriously like the atmosphere and the just the creepiness and like the inexplicable things that happen to you that like have no context mm-hmm. it it made it a perfect game and i'm in some ways i'm actually kind of glad it didn't get made because i love the way it is so much that like i don't know if an actual game would have would have beaten what that was for me Probably not. I That became a huge cultural thing in and of itself, which is pretty amazing. That's never happened before, and I doubt it'll happen again. No, like the mystery behind it, it wasn't even just the like the the atmosphere. It was just there was so much. It was just I don't even know, like you would like have these little pictures on the wall and you could like just stare at little like clippings on like the side of this picture and like some weird stuff would happen on the screen. And like, how would you even know to find that? Like it was just thousands of people on the Internet, like clamoring around this little like playable box house like that was literally like a hallway. (laughs) It might have been like one of my favorite things actually about the demo is the fact that no one beat it for the first couple of days that it was out because no one knew what to do and you got this kind of like old school back when you would hang out in the playground with your friends after you'd played mortal Kombat, and they're like hey yo i found out how to do this fatality with this character (laughs) man there's a way to do this and you get this weird word of mouth thing that you don't get anymore because of the internet and the availability of game help everywhere and just trying to figure that out and have it be like four days four days is a long time i guess for it to be until they figure that out and Heck, now, even after we did it, I still don't believe that's actually how you do it. I thought maybe I just did something dumb and it still worked. But <laughs> well, I it, think there it's are, real good. There were multiple ways to approach beating it, right? To get through the loops. So the the major one was at the end. You had to like, you had to look at the, the wall and move the letters to the, the phone to say hello and make a, a kid laugh once or take 10 steps without stopping and make a kid laugh or say the ghost's name into the microphone until you heard a kid laugh. Like, that kind of stuff. That scared the crap out of me. Yeah, no, that whole thing scared me. Because then I was like, she's listening to me. (laughs) A crazy woman who briefly broke my neck a couple minutes ago in some different reality is now creepily listening to my microphone. Exactly. 
It was just, but that meant like everything was relevant to the narrative of that game. And I really like how you pointed out how it kind of thought about a collaborative effort and trying to figure it out because I definitely, I had no idea what I was doing when I played it. And then people on my Twitch stream were just commenting and telling me to do things and then scary stuff happened. And then I got mad at them for telling me to do things. (laughs) Fun fact, uh, PT and Metal Gear Solid 5 take place at the same time in the same universe. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can actually find a uh, tape recording of the stuff that the guy's saying on the radio in PT in Metal Gear Solid Five, and supposedly PT takes place in 1985 at the same time that Metal Gear Solid Five happens. Huh. That's a little so, creepy. Uh, there's that. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Also, it means that I med- got to do my mandatory Metal Gear talk and whatever I'm doing <laughs> because <laughs> street Metal Gear and everything. So, do you guys think it will ever be resurrected into something else? Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Yeah, because most of the team that worked on PT is working on that, and it looks very similar. Yeah, the demo is, like, not the same thing, it, but it's very, very yeah. similar in it, the way it executes. It's the same kind of concept, but it's not it's not quite the same. Like, PT was special. I don't think PT will ever be recreated. And, again, I don't think that even if the original team stayed and they made the full game, like, that could be replicated because it was such a – perfect amount in like a tiny little sandbox that was so convoluted and complicated that it took thousands of people to figure it out in like four days, which is a pretty mm-hmm. long amount of time. Also, Kojima and Del Toro. Yeah. I knew too that good. to happen. Like, two, two great men who both love robots made a scary video game. Very scary times. video game. And their demo was one of the scariest video games of all time, probably. Yeah. So, Kate, what was, what was first on your list? I'm curious. So I wrote, like, uh, it's really hard. I I had a lot of trouble with this. Um, I think The Last of Us is my all-time favorite survival horror. Okay. Um, but, like, P.T. is really amazing. Resident Evil 4 I still think is amazing. Um, Eternal Darkness oh, God, that is up there. Yes. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> Soma is amazing. Like, there's so many good survival horror games. I can't, I really can't, like, pinpoint it. But I I would have to give it to The Last of Us because it's, there's just something, like, really creepy about, like, well, A, like, the the story was amazing. But I don't know if I should count. Oh, my God, so good. But it was, was like, an amazing story. But the the gameplay is, like, it's one of the only games where you're, like, I don't know, I feel like you're actually, like, escaping in a zombie apocalypse. You have to be so strategic about everything you do. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, just crazy zombies everywhere, and you can't just shoot them all. Yeah, and they're really (laughs) freaking creepy. It's it's such a well-executed game, like, in its entirety. So I – but – in terms of like, if we're rating games on just like pure creepiness, like survival horrorness, like I I would either have to give it to like Eternal Darkness, um, or Silent Hill, or it's it's hard, it's hard. Silent Hill's got some some good themes in it, but I Eternal Darkness is a game I wish they'd re-release so that more people mm-hmm. could play it. I know. Imagine they, it remastered. I. I'm actually I'm playing it again right now on something that would I own the game so I can I'm, I'm emulating it on the Dolphin emulator mm-hmm. which upscales it and puts it in a widescreen and makes it look really pretty and run really well and it 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 needs to happen 
Like, people need to play this game, and it looks so pretty, and it's so good. And the insanity aspect of it really hasn't been done in other games mm-hmm. yeah. at all. Well, I guess Bloodborne kind of did okay. a thing with insanity, but not at the same level where they're, like, doing things to mess with the player's head. Mm-hmm. But they do things like the more insane you get, the more ghosts you see. And then all of a sudden that thing that randomly one shot you in a hallway is actually a 40 foot tall Phantom of the Opera mask wearing ghost dude behind a tree. And you didn't know that until you became insane enough to actually see it. And Bloodborne? Uh, And Bloodborne, yeah. Okay. What about, you know what? I just thought of Fear. Fear is good. Fear 2 is not as great. Fear 3 has a Danzig song as its theme. (laughs) What? Yeah. Is it Mother? Yeah, mother. Yeah, you and Brett actually were streaming that, and that's how we figured that out. Oh, yeah. Not Did we play that? Yeah, you guys played it on a stream, and then uh, Brett's just like, I'm going to play the credits. And then it just started playing mother. <laughs> I don't actually remember playing the game. I just remember watching the credits and listening to mother over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you experience Fear 3 is Danzig. Which, wow. Yeah. But no, Fear 1 is fantastic. That's the one with the, like, the Japanese scary. horror girl thing, right? Yeah, she yeah. Follow, she looks like the girl from The Ring, and she stalks you around everywhere. Okay. The, oh, I don't the like one that. Yeah, that I me neither. <laughs> is, it was in the demo and also in the very beginning first level of the game when you climb down a ladder, and yes! it puts it right in front of you. Yes. Ugh. That, I almost broke my friend's TV. <laughs> so. You like to throw things when you get scared. I do. No, that was, that was only PT. PT and pancakes. <laughs> Well, like your, your Saturday morning show. Me to your pancakes, Therapy sessions that for people who play PT. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, speaking of like music for for games in general and not dance themes, thank God. But I really think that Silent Hill is one of my favorites because of the soundtrack that it yes. has. The Silent Hill soundtrack is amazing. So much so that they even use the exact same game soundtrack from the game in the movie version of it. That movie's not too bad either. No. Uh, It's like one of my favorite movies. I know people hate on it, but it captures the – it doesn't capture the game well, but it captures the essence of Silent Hill really well. Yeah, it totally does. It was – I think it was one of the few video game movie renditions. I thought that that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio did a good Silent Hill – ish thing um titanic no i wish wish. no uh shutter island wolf of wall street oh yeah i didn't even i forgot about shutter island that was a really good movie and it it it, to me at least gave off a real silent hilly vibe yeah alternate realities and fog and you know what else did silent hill really well stranger things you should go on stranger things (laughs) You should also listen to our last episode where we talk about Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things and how I need to watch it. And I still need to watch it. Tune to in contri- next episode to see if I watch it. <laughs> how, did, how did you contribute to that discussion? <laughs> I don't a, really remember. We did a really good like, job of talking has- about it, but making no sense whatsoever. So she was going to be in the dark. Yeah, their goal was to, to convince me to watch it. And they also yeah. confused the crap out of me at the same time. Which it'll all make sense when you watch it. It will. I need to. I have a three-day weekend coming up, and I'm not grading any papers. So. Stop being busy. I and know, also, we happen. found tangible proof that Stranger Things is the prequel to Parks and Rec. Yes. <laughs> way too many connections. <laughs> yes. Coincidence. There's way too many connections. Oh, yeah. There, there are too many things that connect it together. So, <laughs> there's that. 
But so do where you guys, do, sorry, uh, go ahead, Kate. So I have a question. So, so Katie, you I don't know why you don't want to watch Stranger Things. That's just weird to me. I'm assuming wanna, it's because I still want to watch it. I'm assuming it's because worried. it's too scary. Like, so here's here's my thing. There's like I have friends, and I'm like this too. I don't know if you guys are, but. I am I love survival horror games. It's like probably my favorite video game genre. I like eat it up. I love it. I'll play any of them. It doesn't really scare me. But like there are some horror movies that I just like can't handle. Like I I don't know what it is. And I have friends that are the opposite. Do you guys feel the same way when you're like playing either playing like once when you're playing a game do you feel like you're really good with watching horror movies? Because that's, you are scared of the game. That's interesting that you asked that because I got into this during our last episode. When I'm watch, I don't do this often, but on the rare, rare occasions I'm watching a horror movie, um, it's I can get through it because I know it's not. I'm not an active participant in what's going on. Whereas if I'm playing a horror, mo- like a survival horror game, I everything is happening to me, so it's much much easier for me to just shut off the console and walk away. And that has caused me to miss out on like a lot of survival horror e-games. Whereas the movie, I can just kind of grit my teeth and kind of work through it. Except for The Conjuring 2, I couldn't even sit through the trailer. I was in the theater and I was just like, oh God. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I put on the... (laughs) I'm like like the total opposite of you, Moz. I can't do movies. I can't do horror movies. I can do games. I can't do movies. I put on yeah, headphones and I play the theme song to Elmo's World while there's a horror movie trailer going on. And I always carry my headphones just for that purpose. I feel like that would make it more scary, does it not? Nope, because I just focus purely on my phone. I, I just put the headphones in, put it on full blast and just la 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 la, la Elmo's World. And I calm all, <laughs> calm all the way down. But it's not! <laughs> <laughs> Elmo's world. And then that gif of Elmo in the fire just pops up on my screen out of nowhere. (laughs) That's terrifying. You know what also scares me are those stupid YouTube videos where something pops up in the random place. Oh, I hate those. God, I want to die after I watch those. Like, Katie, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, like, I'm so into the game because, like, you can control it. Like, yeah, I feel like with movies you can't control what's happening, and it's like I'm too invested in this, and like that bitch isn't running. Like, <laughs> holy bleep! <laughs> that bleep is running. Holy bleep! I, I'm telling you, it's a good thing I have this, the sensor. Like, I, ha- I have a download just for this. <laughs> I was prepared. Just for Caitlin. <laughs> oh, bleeping out with like know. Resident Evil menu sound. <laughs> I don't know how people can express themselves without cursing. Like my whole know. world of you is We're like turning upside. You say bananas. It's amazing. <laughs> that is <laughs> bananas. <laughs> Damn it. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> that bananas is bananas. Oh, that bananas is bananas. <laughs> so it was so great. Bananas. Oh, okay. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> bananas. Hot dog. Banana phone. Do, 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 do. So, Katie, what is your favorite survival survival horror game of all time? What would be on your oh. top? Oh, gosh, this is really hard. I, I, if we're considering the, the Last of Us to be survival horror, it would definitely be up there. Because uh, that game was definitely scary. But in terms of, like, games that are, are like, true survival horror, fear-inducing, it would probably be Resident Evil 
the remake or Silent Hill uh, 2. Silent Hill 2 is so good. And there's so much, as like a literary nerd, there's so much metaphorical awesomeness and the creation of the enemies and characters and the story and the parallel universe and um, what was going on like psychologically in the character's mind and how that projected into the world that he created. And it was just, it was really good. That And the reason I love that game so much is just because of the story. Like I'm terrified and I punish myself for keep playing, like, cause I keep playing it, but then I, I just get so invested with what the story is and how things develop. I'm very curious which is why that game is so good. I still have not played that game. I've actually only played like maybe half of a Silent Hill game. They're like Silent they, Hill. <laughs> they're because they haven't really been remastered. They're old and clunky, and they're they're hard to go back to and it play. Was hard. So in keeping with our, our theme of universes that are tied together, how do you feel about Kindergarten Cop? Love it. <laughs> Don't tell me this has anything to do with Silent Hill. Uh, the school in the first Silent Hill is actually a school from Kindergarten Cop. Stop. What? I know it's a real school. Yeah. It's the same school. What? Why yeah. are There's you a whole ruining bunch of articles a about family a movie for me? But, uh, oh my God, Phil. They, they take place in the same school. Like they actually have down in the classroom, like posters on the wall. It's it's all like the same thing. Mm-mm. That's amazing. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, man. That's bananas. There you go. It's bananas. <laughs> Good job, Kaylin. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's my favorite survival horror game. Now I need to go watch Kindergarten Cop again. There you go, yeah. Yeah. I might be so. too scared to watch it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that's where that monster comes up. Oh, no. <laughs> no. What is it? The Flarble Gookin or whatever it's called in Stranger Things? <laughs> the yeah, the Flarble Gookin. I'm so glad you remember it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I don't remember. That. It's, it's close. It was some weird name. It's, it's a Demi, Demi Gorgon. Demi, uh, guys, that was so close. Okay, Flywheel Gorgon. Demi Gorgon. You were surprised. Something that sounds close. like it was said in The Sims. Yeah, you were surprised. The Flarble Boobin. Speaking of favorite scary games, my favorite scary game is The Sims because it makes you realize how scary life is when you grow up. <laughs> no, it's not. In The Sims, you just use the rosebud exclamation point semicolon cheat, get a bunch of disco dance floors and a pool. And, and don't your, think about the that's fact what that adulthood is. Basement because he's makes you... to kill you and he's just sitting here hanging out. Who is? What? Death. You lock them inside of the basement. Dad? And so, no, not dad, death. The Grim Reaper. Just oh. Like inside of a room. Oh. Yeah, like that was always kind of scary. That's how I you was always zombies. scared when he came to my house. Because he came to kill someone. So The Sims <laughs> is a survival horror game. Exactly. <laughs> is it? Try not to burn down your house because you never read a cookbook in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have my high school students play The Sims. You should do that. It should just be like, guys, your homework is to play The Sims. You can find out which ones you need to really keep an eye on. Or the Grim Reaper will come come to (laughs) you. (laughs) You burn down your house, you'll have nothing left. For some reason, everyone's dead except for the baby. There's a much larger consequence now if you don't do your homework. (laughs) I'm going to take the the ladder out of the swimming pool. It's a real issue. So, Phil, you said your favorite Resident Evil, but what is your favorite survival horror? Besides The Sims. So... 
I don't want to just be like, ha ha, Resident Evil 3, because that's the thing. So I'll, I'll, I'll go for it like It could be my, Resident Evil 3. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's kind of boring. I don't know if it's, like, it's good, but I don't know if it's my favorite because of the whole, like, I love it, but I hate it thing. So I might have to go with Deadly Premonition. Also, we haven't talked about that one at all. Mm. But I like how that game, it, it looks like garbage. But if you take the time to actually play it, it's got great characters. It's got a great story. It's got a lot of scary stuff in it. And it just made me happy to play. You know? I don't know. So if, what, don't know if what was that game about? <laughs> um, have you watched Twin Peaks at all? No. Okay. Do you know about Twin Peaks at all? No. <laughs> okay. So you play as this FBI officer who got called to this small town out like in the middle of the woods and there's been a murder and you have to go around and basically like try to solve the murder. But then you figure out that there's other stuff going on and that you keep getting pulled to this parallel dimension where there are like zombie monsters that don't have any facial expressions at all. And you, you have like a split personality disorder. So you keep talking to yourself and the characters are really good and they're all memorable, and I cried when I played that game, and I I love it. And it's weird as oh, it's so bananas. Weird as bananas. It's weird as bananas. If you think about it, bananas are bananas weird. are weird. Also, if you haven't yet, you should look up. Uh, maybe maybe I'll like link it to you later or something. But the game has a it does a horrible slash great job at like music transitions and scene transitions. And that they'll be talking about like super serious, like, oh, the killer probably came through this diner at some point. And then all of a sudden they'll just be like, yeah, I can kind of relate to being an outcast because I was a punk rocker in high school. And then the music switches from like dead serious, like intrigue music to like really weird punk music. And then they eat a sandwich that is a metaphorical representation of what doing bad things does to a person even though they enjoy it and i just there's a man who speaks in poems all the time you're selling this game i want to play it now (laughs) it's so hard to like describe this game because there's so much to it it's something that you kind of have to see or experience for yourself but rest assured it's scary it's great it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry and you will not stop humming the gosh darn theme ever after you hear it it's it's the most catchy thing I've heard in now my Now I'm going to go look it up on YouTube. It's called Life is Beautiful. Uh, so Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful. It's, there's a life lesson inside of that song title. Speaking of games that you like, what about Alan Wake as well? Love Alan Wake. Would that fall that under gone. the genre of survival horror? Because I've never played it. I'd say I'm it would, yeah. I'm not a fan. Not really? a fan. No, I don't think... So it's... I don't know. I know this game is beloved and I think the atmosphere is really great. And I think just the environment and where it takes place. um, I think it's like basically Oregon or something in the woods. It's very creepy. And I think they did a really good job of um, emulating like a creepy environment. But the I don't know, it's it's kind of like these like shadowy dudes come out. You like shine a light on them and you just do that like five or six thousand times. Oh. And that's the game. And then 
none of it really makes sense in the end. Yeah. So do you like, like, uh, horror novels, like, uh, any, any horror novelist you can think of? Stephen King? Stephen King. Uh, do you like, like Alfred Hitchcock movies? Yeah. Yeah. Then you will love Alan Wake because it's literally about a person who is all of those authors and it has references to all of those things in it. Um, and if you don't like those things, you should play the sequel, which is actually like a weird, uh, like sci-fi zone kind of like, uh, what a twilight zone. That's what it is. Uh, it's like a twilight zone kind of parody. And it's kind of really cool that way. That but was yeah, my, f- the favorite, the best thing about Alan Wake wasn't Alan Wake. It was the little like twilight zone movies in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Like the little also, side things that you would like walk into a cabin and you're like, oh, somebody left on their TV again for the 11th time. What's this cool show? And that was like the best part of the game. It's it's really cool because that's that's like a weird trademark remedy thing because they did that all through Max Payne, too, where they kind of like tell the story through a story that's happening in a show that you see in random rooms. But they'll do like there's a whole section of that game that's literally just birds. Uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie or there is a whole part that you'll be like. This is a Stephen King novel, straight up. Uh, because you play as a writer who gets sucked into his own book. Like, it's, it's all it is. Yeah, the, they do a really good job with the ambiance. I think maybe my main gripe is the gameplay. It's just, it's too repetitive, and it made it That's fair. difficult to get through. But the like the atmosphere and the ambiance and the way they pulled the stories out from it were were pretty amazing but i'm still mad at the end still mad at the end it's not a lake it's an ocean guys (laughs) spoilers it's an ocean (laughs) lighthouses and stuff it's just like bioshock there's always a man there's always a lighthouse all that (laughs) yeah so we should talk about where we think the uh the survival horror scary game genre as a whole where do we think it's going so we got things like VR playing into it and all that. I don't know if I could ever handle, I don't know if I could handle survival horror VR. So I thought that at first until I'm thinking about Resident Evil 7. Because I think that's going to be the first major horror game that most people are going to play in VR. Just because the accessibility of having PSVR. Mm-hmm. And that being a game that a lot of people are going to... Resident Evil... Fans are the worst people because we'll literally buy anything that comes out for the series because we love it so much. Mm-hmm. So we're Five all going to play it. Being an example, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that that'll be a lot of people's first experience with that kind of thing, and I'm kind of excited for it because it, it feels like it's a much more personal kind of Resident Evil experience, and I I like how it's kind of got like a weird uh, Code Veronica kind of thing going on. Yeah. Do we know where it's taking place in the storyline? I, I remember seeing something about it. I think it's after six. I'm not sure though. Okay. The fact that that from is an actual like, question you can ask just for some reason just makes me not want to play it. <laughs> like the only series that. that I've ever seen actually get away with some with having people ask that is the Fast and the Furious series, and that's just it's the best it's, series. Yeah, it's one of the best series of all times. It's all about family. So unless Resident Evil Nine. The main character is The Rock. 
then they can't really get away with it. <laughs> really or Resident Evil 26. Now that's what I call Resident Evil 26. <laughs> can, that, can that be the title of oh, the no. episode? That's just <laughs> way too perfect. I mean, that is the future of survival horror. <laughs> <laughs> I found a now that's what I call music 10 in my car the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Britney Wait, Spears we... on it. NSYNC, oh. Britney Spears, Celine Dion. Yeah. 98 Degrees. 98 degrees um oh my gosh what else was on it the there was a ton of stuff no doubt spice girls not the spice girls unfortunately the fact that i can yeah. remember when the first one came out makes me feel so old i was like oh it's all these amazing yeah. songs on one cd that's pretty dope no it was a cassette back then sorry cds aren't are they on like 50 old. now they're on i feel like when wherever they are that's gonna be like what what sort of like resident evil and the survival horror genres will be <laughs> at that point and like 20 years. Yes. there. I feel like VR definitely is the next step in survival horror because you you can't keep scaring people with the same things over and over and over again. You have to try to bring something new to the table and VR just happens to be that new thing. And I played this game at PAX East. It's not really survival horror. It's more of like a puzzle type thing. But you play as this girl who's blind and she kind of sort of has Deadpool powers where if she like taps her walking stick on the ground... She can see an outline of everything through echolocation or whatever. And you wake up in this mysterious mansion and you have to solve puzzles to escape and you hear whispers and people kind of walking past you, but you turn around and tap your cane and there's no one there. Then all of a sudden it starts raining and your vision gets all distorted. And then pyramid head guy, but in a suit shows up in front of oh, you. God. Yeah. It was, I don't like this. It was terrifying. <laughs> I was not, I was like, is this survival head. horror? And the guy was like, no, we can't really do that with VR because we don't want to be responsible for people having a heart attack and dying. So this is more of just, <laughs> it's just a puzzle That's game. That's what I'm worried about. And then I turn yeah, around and too. Pyramid Head is right there. And I was just like, dude, you are such a jerk. How dare you? And he just, <laughs> I just wanted to see what would happen. So You are so full of bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> do you think then that VR would be, is a sustainable like future for it? Like, is that where it's going end of story? Not yet. Like I said, accessibility is the major uh, play point for that. And yeah. the the fact that the most accessible VR headset is probably going to be PSVR is is a really big deal. Because mm-hmm. no one's going to – like not everyone's going to have a Vive. Not everyone's going to have uh, uh, an Oculus. It's, and there might be people like me who – are okay with that and are too scared and wussy <laughs> to play VR Resident Evil 7. Do, well, do I feel you like... ask, uh, it, if someone were to be like, I will give you a PlayStation, Resident Evil 7, and PSVR, would you do it? Out of curiosity, yes, but then curiosity would also kill me. Well, this is the thing. You'd have to play through the whole game. Like, you... you that's the that's the caveat. If you accept it, you have to play through the whole thing alone. Your first time, and well, I assume well, alone because you'd have like a headset and a VR headset on. Yeah, it doesn't matter because you can't see the other person. That's that's what I I think is I think that's the future of survival horror. But I'm wary on how successful it will be because a the accessibility, like you mentioned, but also like what Moz, Moz mentioned is like 
I mean, people are gonna die. Like if they don't have a heart attack, like they're gonna throw the shit off, or they're gonna throw the bleep off their head, and it's gonna like fly through the window. And they're like, it's. I can just imagine so many situations where people like run and get tangled in their cord and choke to death or something. I don't know. Like, there's gonna be some final destination stuff. Exactly. (laughs) It's not even just jump scares. Just having those, just those little ambiance whispers, just just like from a Japanese movie or whatever. That would freak people out. I heard that. I almost took the headset off. And the guy was like, no, you're okay. (laughs) VR already screws with your head so much. I remember the first time they had the Omni treadmill and the Oculus. And I tried on the Oculus. And it was Half-Life 2, I think, I was playing. So not not a scary game at all. But the person on the outside was trying to tell me what to do. And then someone in the game was giving me a command, like a narrator. And I was so confused. I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. They didn't respect your immersion. That was a horrible demo. It was not a good demo. But psychologically, I felt messed up. Like, what if you even, you know, when you're like playing a game and like sometimes you're falling asleep, like what would you even do when you have a VR headset on in a survival horror game and you're like falling asleep and then all of a sudden like a zombie comes out and like, I I just can't imagine it. Hold on. Have you guys. You'd wake up and think it's reality. Or imagine falling asleep with a VR headset on and then waking up and looking around. That's what this plays into. I think it was a Mega 64 video where they talked about this, where they want someone to develop a VR game where the point of it is you fall asleep with a VR headset on. Oh, Jesus, no. And no. you have a headset on or whatever, and it's supposed to wake you up like six hours down the road. This... Uh, and you just VRC like a projection in your room, and it like no. emulates like, uh, uh, what is it, sleep paralysis or something? No. Oh. No, no. Like nope. that type of weird, like that that thing. Like you wake no. up where your mind is in a set where it doesn't realize what's real and what's not, and you're just thrust right into it this is no how the because Matrix you know somebody's going to take that source code and they're going to throw in a pyramid head and they're going to be like this is like the totally legit like wake up alarm clock <laughs> totally safe and happy download oh, no. it and then like <laughs> some freaky crap is going to happen at, no like we're going to die nights at freddy's oh my god no Man, you that's and that a, game, that's a game what series. did it do to you <laughs> I can't. No, so here's the thing. I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. I've only watched people play it. But watching people play it was enough to scar me for life. <laughs> I literally. You, I know I can't play it. If I play that, I'm incapable of playing that game. It's not that bad. It's bad. Did, did you know that in Las Vegas they have a Five Nights at Freddy haunted house? No. Circus. No. So yeah. I, fun fact is the only haunted house I ever went into, I chickened out of and left. <laughs> Really? Then you didn't yes. go into it. Then. And it was That's... at like a Renaissance festival. <laughs> it doesn't even count. There's like some medieval jester in there with like a skull and you just like, couldn't handle it. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It was awful. So true I'm, story. I'm a was. True story. I went to, uh, I've been to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights a couple times because I like live for Halloween. This is like my jam. They had a Resident Evil themed haunted house, and I kid you not, oh. they had a Leon on oh. a cop car with his gun, and he was just like looking oh. fine, like back and forth. And they oh. paid attention. This was like top notch. They had like the typewriter with like the little oh. like type the, the typewriter paper. The yeah, they had the music playing from the game. Like everything was like recreated. Like you were in okay. The game. I would go. Into that. I would go. You would have flipped Leon out. Still it was have scared. his nineteen ninety eight haircut. Yeah. It was uh-huh. legit. This was only a couple years ago, too, they did this. But they, like, recreated – it wasn't the movie Resident Evil. They recreated Resident Evil, the game. 
which those movies are really bad but amazing to watch. I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but that's also because I'm way too hard into the games to like to to just go with it. I mean, it's good to but, see uh, it's yeah. good to see Oded Fair getting constant work. I guess. <laughs> there you go. They're making another one now, aren't they? The it's last weird. one, they claim. As long as Jill doesn't get in a Matrix fist fight with Nemesis again, I'll be okay. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't need. That was so yeah. entertaining and dumb. No, it was. No, I'm not about that. So, but overall, we see that the genre is going to like just go into VR and first person. Yeah, no I more mean, third person over the shoulder. Nope. Not about seeing those characters. No more Leon hair. Oh. Get it out of here. No more Chris Redfield biceps. No, they're gone anyway. They're go- they're gone. It's, they're gone. It's all about what is it? Pierce now. Everyone likes Pierce. I love Pierce, man. I cried. Yeah, same. It was not a good ending for him. No. Yeah. He took over the team. That was, a, that was a good talk. <laughs> <laughs> so really quickly, predictions for. What else is so we have Resident Evil Seven? Any other survival horror games coming out soon? Eternal Darkness Twenty Six. Yeah, bring it back. <laughs> no, Again. that's what I call it. Eternal Darkness Twenty Six. <laughs> the Twenty Sixth time. Technically, it would be like three, right? So we want Eternal Darkness. Is what we're saying. We want it. That'd be nice. I'll take twenty six of them. Heck yeah. That's what she said. Oh, oh hey! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that is everything. survival horror <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh no and that's a wrap <laughs> are you applauding I'm yourself? applauding the both of you back to back zingers we, we end the episode we can't top that no it's done <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. Go in with the outro. Go, Phil. It looks like that's all the time we have left. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FOTGCast, or you can email us at flavorofthegeekcast at gmail.com to talk about anything you want with us. Especially your favorite survival horror games. Or, like our next episode, you can talk about how you would survive the zombie apocalypse. There you go. Tell us your best survival tips. I'm ready for them. And, as always, with me has been Katie Goodman. Heyo! You can follow me on Twitter at MBusyB. Mwazakaria. You can follow me on Twitter (laughs) at Mwazimus. And also our special guest, Caitlin Cook. What's up, people? (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin, what's your Twitter? (laughs) You can follow me. At Kate Bit on Twitter. And then on Phil, Twitter. what's your Twitter? Oh, my Twitter's just at Ben Janka. You can follow me, I guess. Sometimes I talk about video games. Bye! Bye. 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 I hope that you sleep well and do not have sleep paralysis or just, just, <laughs> just wake up to Pyramid terrifying. Head. Dream Leon Kennedy and not Pyramid Head or oh, don't dream of Leon Kennedy. Don't perpetuate the idea of Leon Kennedy hair. Nope. Yeah, Stop that's a it. Terrible, like, hair. I'm sure he's the type of guy who has frosted tips in real life. I'm 100% positive. Oh, you mean like, oh, could you imagine uh, Leon Kennedy with Guy Fieri hair? Oh, God. Oh, I'm sure that's what he nope. looks like in real life. <laughs> nope. Shoots a zombie in the head. Welcome to Flavortown. <laughs> I gotta protect Ooh, the Sign me up. Let's go over. <laughs>
percentage of the time would you say you talk about video games probably all the time yeah i would say that's almost true unless that tacos taco party pizzas sometimes if you like party pizzas totinos hello phil we got a okay. totinos do you I like pizza this podcast tostitos totinos please sponsor me oh. all about the totinos lifestyle 